Welcome back to another episode of New York Sports Incomplete. This is Rex the Rookie here with John the Veteran. How you doing, John? Riding the high of July, Rex. Riding the high of July. This episode is brought to us by Buddy's Barbecue. If you live on Long Island and you need to cater an event, do it in style. Have some great barbecue prepared by an award-winning pitmaster. Call Buddy at 516-497-0246, 516-497-0246, and tell them that the fellas at New York Sports Incomplete sent you. All right, John, let's get into it. Let's get into it. I, this, this is the most excited I've been, in, I've been to, to get into it with this team in uh, months, so. Well, as, yeah, as, bad as, as bad as June was, July's better. So far. Yeah, I had, uh, I think the Jolly Olive tweet from last night sums it up where he said, the July Mets saved my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, That's for those right for those Mets fans who are not paying enough attention, the Mets are 6-0 and in the month of July. Uh, yep. Another good win last night, although I admit, uh, being an old fart, I fell asleep before the end of the game. I hate yeah. these West Coast games, but what are you going to do? Tomorrow's the, uh, tonight. Tonight, actually. Tonight's the last one. At 10 10 start time, and then after that, no more West Coast games this season. Well, tonight, we got Peterson going against Blake Snell. Uh, how do you like our chances? Well, uh, when, you, when you're on a six game winning streak, uh, every game feels winnable. Uh, I think it's going to probably be one of those things where either where we win or you get to go to sleep by 11 o'clock because the game's going to be over by the fourth inning. Well, just for fun, I looked up some stats. Uh, Lindor's white hot. He is, yeah. Him he, and Alvarez are just out of their minds right he, now. In June, he was hitting 225. His batting average is up to 239, which is kind of amazing consider how late in the season we are. Uh, yeah. He's got 19 homers. Tommy Pham has been the one constant. He's still batting 282, and he hits the ball hard just about every time. Uh, Alvarez. <laughs> Alvarez's batting average has jumped from 215 in June to 241. He's got 16 home runs. So far, the only rookie catcher in history to hit more than him was Johnny Bench. And that was, I think, 22 home runs. So he's got a good chance to get Bench's uh, record. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, he does. Mr. Uh... Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, uh, Mr. Vogelback, Danny Donuts, batting average has jumped from 213 to 225. He's a strong, capable man. He's uh, a strong, capable well, man. Well, speaking of our other strong, strong man, Alonzo continues to hit home runs, but his batting average is in the dumper. He's yeah. He's, I, he, He's just, I, I'm watching, he's just so off balance at the plate right now. He keeps getting the key on throwing in on his hand, and he's not turning on it, and he's just, he's just fouling them all and stumbling. Yeah. He hit a rocket the other night, though. I mean, oh, <laughs> the ball was going to go through the fence if got, he didn't go over it. Got out in a hurry, didn't it? Yeah. No, that was, uh, 
I was nuts. I, the only thing with Pete is, I think, it's going to be weird, but I think Pete is the only, one of the only guys where the home run derby will probably help him. I hope so. I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I think the home run derby is a detriment to a lot of guys because it messes with their swing. I think it'll fix Pete's swing. I, I really do. I don't. I there's no science behind that. I just think that he he like you said he came back from the wrist injury way too early. He's not. He hasn't been 100, percent and so he's just been battling. And, and when he makes good contact, the ball's still flying out of the yard. He just. He's got a, I don't know. He's like, he's, he's just off. Well, he's, he's not he, going. The other day he started like, hitting to the opposite field, which was, I thought, a good sign. Yeah, that's when, when Pete's at his best, his power is to right center. That's when Pete's really locked in, is when he's hitting home runs to right center. And he's, you know, covering the outside part of the plate. Well, I, I hope you're right. I hope he gets right because if you could get all those guys clicking at once, this team's going to win a he's going to win a bushel of games. Yeah, Jeff McNeil prop. Jeff McNeil needs a like the All Star game is another. That's he, Jeff needs the break. I think he, Jeff has been showing some signs of getting out of this slump, though. He's. I mean, last night he finally. I mean, he. Again, last night was indicative of this season. He, he keeps hitting these lazy pop-outs. Although, I guess in the first inning, he hit the ball pretty well. Grisham's just a really good defensive center fielder and tracked it down. But he gets the go-ahead RBI last night in the top of the 10th by just smacking the ball down the first baseline. Well, he, 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 he did he's a flat hitter, he's great. Yeah, he did inside out a couple of balls to like little bloops over the third baseman's head over the last couple of games, which to me is a real positive sign. Um, I think you're right. I think Jeff's in his own head, and let's pray the all-star break is what he needs. Uh, one thing I did look at, the, I think the bigger reason for the surge in Met confidence and wins that go with that is the starting pitching has been way better. Uh, yeah, we're getting six innings. In I mean, like July 1st, Verlander gave us seven. July 2nd was a, was a Peterson game. He gave us only four, but the bullpen was decent. Right. The fourth, Scherzer gave us six innings. Not great, but serviceable. Senga, on the fifth, gave us a gym. Eight it innings. Only, only one earned run. Uh, Carrasco, with his brand new pitch on the sixth, gave us eight innings. Uh, with zero earned runs. And then, yeah, last night, Verlander gave us six. Do you want to talk about the Carrasco thing? I do. With the, with the new slider? Yeah, self-taught. What the, what the heck is that? That's a self-taught pitch. He learned, he, someone on Instagram was like, you know, if Carrasco just tweaked his slider, he might, he, might still, he might still be effective. We're finding this out in July. Yeah. Via anonymous. I was, I, I'm sure, whoever it is out there, I wish I could give you a big hug. Thank you, but I have no idea who this is. Maybe, maybe, maybe anonymous is Jeremy Hefner, and and he just wanted Carrasco to think he did it himself. Listen, if that's the if that's the case. God bless him. But if not, how indicative of that? I mean, it's it, like, it, it is kind of an indictment of Hefner's abilities as like a pitching learn, coach. Like, you're getting paid handsomely, and this this dude off his couch 
was like, you know, uh, this one little tweak. And then Carrasco is out here throwing eight shutout innings against one of the best offenses in all of Major League Baseball. Well, I mean, as you said in your uh, in your text to me that night, apparently snakes don't like cookies. <laughs> no, no. It wasn't even, it was just a lot of soft contact. Like, they were, he wasn't mowing guys down, but he just... Well, he had great command. This is pitching great, yeah. And the ball was dancing all over the place. Yeah, I, and then the night before, I mean, have you ever seen so many guys strike out looking on a fastball right over the middle? Well, because he got in their head. Senga got in their heads. They were all looking for the ghost fork, and then here comes, here comes the number one at 97 miles an hour or faster. And yeah, they, I mean, if he they, could do that, if he could locate his fastball like that, he's going to be devastating. Yeah, I, I think I think he's starting to figure it out. I would, yeah, like we said, I we I I said just you just got to be patient. You just got to give him time because you could just tell that he had his stuff was nasty enough to get strikeouts. I'm bigly kidding. Now he's got control of his fastball to set up the the breaking stuff. He's gonna be a hard guy to get hits off. I agree. Um, back to the offense. Uh, Marte is showing some signs of. Perking up. I, gee, I was, I was not ready to compliment Marte. Well, I mean, he, he, after he would, last night's performance. Yeah, he hit in, he hit into some double plays when they were really bad twice, timing. Twice the game was almost bookmarked by bases loaded double plays from Marte. He is like, he's, he's starting to swing better though. You can tell he's making better contact. Uh, yeah, he had the big home run on, on the fourth. I heard. I heard somebody on the MLB Network talking about that they had spoken to Starling and that he's just now starting to feel right from the double hernia surgery he had in the offseason. I did notice he was moving around a little bit better in the offseason. He, he was... Yeah, yeah. I think his, his overall, his speed's picking up. Keith Hernandez keeps saying every time Starling Marte comes up the bat, he goes, he hasn't lost any bat speed at all. Uh, I would trust Keith's assessment more than my own, that's for sure. Yeah, no, 100%. I, um, I just, I, his, his, I'm not worried about the bat speed. It's the discipline at the plate. He's just not, he's just way too anxious. Uh, he's, he's just swinging at bad pitchers. Well, like, like even, it's, like, it's uh, like Alvarez was last month. Right, I, I know I get it, but I'm, I, Alvarez, that's growing pains. I expect Alvarez and Beatty to just, you know, to be swinging out of their shoes sometimes. It's our first time seeing a lot of a lot of pitchers. Marte, he's a seasoned veteran. You know, I don't. If a guy, if a guy walks, if a guy's throwing four straight balls to Vogelbach to walk the bases loaded, what are you doing swinging at the first pitch? Why? Yeah, I, I, there's no. I, there's no I agree, but I, I I think some of these guys are still pressing a little bit. They're, they're now that the team's on a roll, they want to be part of the fun. Yeah, speaking of Alvarez, uh, just looking at his stats, he's currently on a four-game hitting streak. He's nine of his last sixteen, so he's hitting five sixty-three, with uh, and he's got three home runs and seven RBIs in that time in that time span. Now apparently the uh, the Mets 
starting with Joey Cora, told Alvarez to calm down his antics on the base pads because he, you know, he's been hitting the tar out of the ball and he's been very enthusiastic about it. I didn't really take umbrage with it. I thought it was just youthful enthusiasm. No, he, at no point did he gesture to any of the Diamondbacks at all. He, sure. he, he sure. flipped the bat, he jumped up and down in celebration because he just hit a game-tying home run with two strikes and two outs in the ninth inning off of a really good pitcher and Chafin. Which, by the way, watching that, just one more time to reiterate, the, we, the Tigers wanted to trade that man for Alvarez. Yeah, that would have been one of the world's worst trades. Uh, apparently, the, the the Diamondbacks took umbrage with Alvarez's behavior because they plunked him, clearly. Uh, he wasn't happy about it. The benches cleared. I wasn't aware that Buck could move so fast. Buck was the very first one out of the dugout to save his player. Yeah, I, honestly, I think watching it back, I think the umpire made that a bigger deal than he had to. Uh, Alvarez had a right to be annoyed, but I don't think the bench is clear if the umpire doesn't like pull him aside. so demonstrative about stepping in between. Yeah, and walking uh, him down Alvarez to first. And yeah. And the, it's I, funny because the commentators are like, boy, that umpire's doing a terrific job. <laughs> I mean, the, the bullpens... I've been... I've gone over this before, but the bullpens... Uh, emptying out is the funniest thing to me in all sports. Because just the idea that these two separate groups of people have to run in a line side by side just to ideally start fist fighting with one another. Yeah. But they can't do it until they get in the infield. God forbid you fight in the outfield. That's hollow ground. You need to all run single file to the pitching mound. Oh, come on. They weren't even throw hands. They weren't even running. They were jogging lightly. I know. I'm just saying if you really didn't like if you really didn't like another team, wait, like Wouldn't you why, sprint? Why, why wait? You know? Like yeah. why not just start throwing hands in the outfield? If you really if you really wanted to fight one another. Well, because you and I silly. you and I both know that one of the safest places on earth to be is in the middle of a baseball fight. <laughs> yeah, I like I just even when, even when I was a little kid, and like the Yankees and Red Sox had bench clearing brawls like every other month. Yeah, that's and, that's back when that was actually a rivalry. Yeah, but even then, the even like the bullpen, both bullpens just leisurely just jogging out there side by side, probably talking to one another like, "Hey, what are you gonna get for dinner?" And then the minute they get to the infield, it's like, "Oh, I hate you." Yeah, <laughs> like, it's hold on. Me back, hold me back. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's it's ludicrous. Speaking of the Yankees, they uh, they lost again. They're scuffling a little bit. Uh, for the for the first time, they're they're out of the wild card, barely. Still a lot of still a lot of baseball. I mean, speaking of the wild card in the Mets, uh, just it, just seven days ago they were eight games out of the wild card. Now they're only six and a half games out. Yeah, I, I mean, the flip side to that is the Rays. The Rays have now lost, I think, six in a row. Yeah, they've been horrible. And all of a sudden, the Orioles are only three games out. <laughs> the Orioles division. Orioles absolutely pasted the Yankees the other night. 
Yeah. That's yeah, a did. that's a good, exciting young team. Them and the Reds. They're good. The, the, the Orioles remind me of those, um, like, those Joe Madden Rays teams that just, like, came out of nowhere. Yeah. With just prospect after prospect after prospect after prospect. They're well, really good. I mean, if the Mets don't make the playoffs, I would really love to see something crazy like a Orioles-Reds World Series. <laughs> yeah, yeah that would be, be pretty fun. That would be pretty fun. Also, I mean, with the, I mean, the AL Central is still, it's going to be a battle of who wants it more between the Twins and the Guardians. Right, right now. I think, I think 85 wins might win you the AL Central. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty weak division. Uh, I set my the Astros only three games out. They've won seven of their last ten. Well, the guys on MLB Central have started to agree with you. Uh, they're talking about they still think the Astros are going to win the division. On the flip side of that, the NL West, I think that I mean the Dodgers are now a half a game out. They're right on the Diamondbacks' tail, and I think once they get the first pla- once they get the first place. They're not giving it up again. Well, the Do- uh, the Dodgers pitching is all screwed up. I mean, they they've they they've got a bunch of rookies pitching for them, but being the I, Do- I know they're piecemealing it right now. But Mookie Betts is playing out of his mind. Freddie Freeman is still Freddie Freeman. Uh, Max Max Muncie is is back to his old self. They're going to pick up some. They're going to pick up a starter or maybe even two at the deadline, and then they're off to the races. That's not to say like the Diamondbacks and Giants don't still have a good chance of making the wild card because they do. I just don't foresee them catching the Dodgers. Uh, based on what we saw this week, I I don't think the Diamondbacks are going to win that division unless they can get uh, they can get their act together because right now they're scuffling. Yeah, I mean I I think they I think they won last night. They they beat a uh, other play. Yeah, they beat the they beat the Pirates seven to three. Well, granted, the re- the Mets were red hot when they played Arizona, but I really was not expecting a Mets sweep. Uh, that was no, a very no, very I, pleasant occurrence. Yeah, I, I was I was being cautiously optimistic. I, I figured we would take two out of three. I figured I thought we would drop the uh, the last one with Carrasco. I didn't. Turns out that would be the, that was the easiest win of the three. Yeah, uh, that one it turned out to be a laugher. Yeah, I don't, I don't. It's just, it's a weird thing. I guess I just like with Scherzer, uh, Senga, and Verlander, they've all had their duds. But I still, when they take the mound, I feel confident. Like they're like, okay, today's a day where they have, they have it, you know. Well, you Red, know how uh, Mr. McGill and Carrasco, I'm just like, oh, this is... You know how Schwarber flips a switch in June every year? Yeah. Maybe July is the new the new happy time for the Mets. Uh, because I heard that about Verlander. I heard, I, I heard from people like, like Tiger fans and Astro fans that Verlander always gets off to a slow start and he just ramps it up as the season progresses. And, but at... Like hearing that and then watching him, I was like, maybe he's just old, <laughs> just from like he just fell off a cliff. He's still got now, he's, he's got plenty he's starting, of he's got plenty of gas on his fastball. His command has been the issue. Yeah, well, I mean, if he could just he's just still off with his curveball, and with what kills me about him is he's just 
he always seems to be he can't throw a first pitch strike every single hitter he goes up against he's falling behind the count 2 and 0 3 and 0 3 and 1 yeah his pitch counts have been too high uh, early on in games because of that but he's got to just get it on he could just throw first pitch strikes I, it would it would it would knock off like 12 to 15 pitches from his from his starts yeah yeah, I, I just the thing that's amazed me is now that the pitching's coming around, even just a little bit, the offense is is happening at the same time. That just didn't happen earlier this year. No, it didn't. No, we should, the only guy that's really starting to scuffle a little bit is Brandon. Yeah, Brandon's got to go get over this notion that he's a home run hitter. <laughs> I want to see one of those guys that's like the worst thing that could happen for Brandon is that he saw results. And that he was hitting a lot of home runs in a short time period. Oh, it's kind of like every time Jeff McNeil hits a home run, he can't hit anything for a week. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Brandon, the thing is, the swing hasn't, I, I, I haven't seen much of a change in his swing. The ball's going further. He, he said he was going to sacrifice some strikeouts for home runs, which, uh, I don't know if I like that from a leadoff hitting perspective, but... Well, he's supposed to be a table setter. He's been so good all year. Like, he's been the one constant outside of fam all season. So I'm willing to give him a lot of uh, rope here and trust that he's going to figure it out. he's still been playing fantastic defense. Oh, yeah. No, he is... uh, I... I would not be shocked if he gets his first gold glove. I think he deserves it. Uh, Let's break away from baseball for just a second. Uh, New York's Cameron Young, uh, the sole golfer from New York on the PGA Tour, has the 36-hole lead at the John Deere Classic in Western Illinois. So hopefully today and tomorrow he'll put together two more good rounds and maybe he'll get a win out of this thing. Uh, the NBA, the Liberty, are now in second place. Only three games behind Las Vegas. Uh, you have a Liberty story for us, don't you? Uh, yeah, so not much, not a ton to contribute. But uh, I I saw a Liberty member uh, in the wild. I was, uh, I was on my break from work. It was uh, late at night. I was in, I was in Brooklyn for a, for a show. And... Uh, I'm, I'm trying, I'm scrambling, trying to find a, a place to eat in this tight 30-minute window. And apparently, everything in Brooklyn closes now. Don't know when that happens. I'd like for it to stop. But everything closes at 10, apparently. And I was uh, my break started at 10. So I'm running around. And it's annoying because all these places are open in the sense that I could open the door and ask. Like, hey, you open it. I just got rejected repeatedly. But one of the places that I walked into happened to have uh, Liberty star player Sabrina Ionescu just with her family chilling there because when you're a celebrity those places stay open for you not I and uh, <laughs> I got to, I got to I, I, I didn't recognize her friend. I just kind of I felt bad I kind of like barged into this place because I was on attempt number four and uh, the owner like shoots up to his feet and he goes oh, I'm sorry we can't we're closed and I went oh okay I was understanding, and I look over to my immediate right, and she's just sitting there, and 
she was looking at me probably like who is this crazy person that just barged in and I was like oh shit it's Sabrina Ionescu and I just walked out I had time for that but uh yeah seems like there you go. That was my that was my Liberty story, probably for the year. Well, if you unless have to, they, unless they win the title. If you have to have to run into one Liberty player, she's the best one to run into. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. That's fair. And from the thirty seconds that I was there, seems like a lovely person, nice family. Her mom yeah. and dad were there. That's cool. Nice to hear. But, okay. And I stormed out. I there was no. Well. Cool. I hope you found something to eat somewhere. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I got, I, I, I found a gas station. I actually got Oreos. Oh boy, that's a dinner of champions. Another two hours before I could have uh, a real food. That's a bummer. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, Brooklyn needs to stop that. By the way, like I, every, and I was walking home, like to the train station. And diners aren't even open at midnight. What's the world like, coming like, to? Like I'm in Omaha, Nebraska. Keep, <laughs> keep stuff open. Oh, that's it's, like Boston. It's, they roll up the streets in Boston at 8 p.m. Yeah, I, this is Brooklyn, New York, though. It shouldn't be a ghost town <laughs> on a Thursday night at midnight. Like, Dude. I don't understand if it was like 3 in the morning. Let's, Fine, let's, whatever. I shouldn't be out there. But it was midnight. Something should be open, I, besides a stray gas station. Well, to paraphrase your phrase, Buck Showalter, do better, Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah that's why your basketball team sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Brooklyn that's fans. Liberty. That's Liberty. Liberty are cool. Your uh, tenants, your other tenants. Uh, the the National Women's Soccer League, the New York, New Jersey, Gotham are in fifth place out of 12, only four points behind North Carolina. In Major League Soccer, both of the men's teams are still terrible. The uh, NYC Football Club is 11th out of 15, and the Red Bulls are 12 out of 15. So, come on, fellas, pick it up. All right, John, what, what else would you like to talk about? I think that's about it. So we have the we have two more games before the All Star break. Yeah. Uh, Pete's Pete's in the home run derby, and that's about it. No, we have no other representation. Okay. So based Lindor on didn't make it. Based on the hot streak, are the Mets going to stick pat with their players? Is this enough to keep Cohen from having a, a garage sale? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is just because like. It's not, it's attainable. You know, it's, it's not like, if there was no, if there wasn't a third wild card, maybe, yeah, maybe you'd still have to stop. But, I mean, just looking at it, the Mets are only six and a half games back still. That's. Right, so they've know. got, they've got, when's the, uh, the uh, trade deadline is what, August 1st? Yeah, or July 31st, something like that. Okay, so if they can get through the rest of the month playing 500 ball or better, do you think we're going to see mainly the same team for the rest of the year? Yeah, I well, see, the thing is, I think I think there's a better chance that we are buyers than we are people that stay patched, just because that's usually just how it goes. Like, you'd be surprised. Like, a lot of times it's the people that are uh, clinging on to dear life that make the big splashes 
at, at the trade deadline more so than the, the teams that are actually uh, you know have a have a strong position. Okay, so let me let me ask you a question, and I want you to play odds maker. The Angels. Trout is hurt. Rendon is hurt. Otani's got a blister, so he can't pitch right now. That's not really a big deal. But if it looks like the Angels are not going to be in the playoffs, which is a very real person uh, probability. Yeah, they're four and a half games out right now. It, it kind of makes sense to unload Otani so they can get a haul of players back for him. Is there, is there a shot that Otani could be in the orange and blue? No, no, I, no, I don't see that. Because they're going to... No, that doesn't make any sense because I just... Again, you, you're, you're a team that has a chance of signing him in free agency. And also they're going to want just... like your, your farm system, we're piecemealing our farm system as is. Right now, uh, Otani would absolutely gut everything. Uh, you, you're one of the you're one of the three teams that probably has the biggest chance of signing Otani in the off season. There's a, I, I would not. Which are, do that which are probably right the now. Giants, the Dodgers, and who else? Uh, well, I mean, I, the Giants, Dodgers, and the Mets and the Yankees. I feel like would be the I, I forgot about the Giants, but yeah, those are the four teams. I honestly, I honestly, I think he's a great player. I love watching him play. I don't want him. He goes down, you lose two guys. And you lose a major piece of your starting rotation. It's just too big a risk. And this guy's going to make probably $700 million. 800 Well, you may be right. 800. Honestly, I think I genuinely wouldn't be shocked if he makes close from 75 to 80 million dollars a year. Okay, let me ask you. Let me let me ask you another hypothetical. The Padres continue to go down the toilet. They AJ Preller decides to have a fire sale. Soto comes on the market. Any interest? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would, yeah, I just, it, it's, that's their one trade ship, right? Because everyone else is They're locked up for a hundred years. Long contracts. Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, I still, I don't know. I think there's a better chance that Soto ends up a Yankee than a Met. Okay. Uh, one last, stoop, one last silly question. Is it more important for the Mets to sew up Pete Alonso for a while? I mean, he's got two or, more years of control, I believe. Or Alvarez? Well, I think if they... My, my personal opinion is if they're smart at all, they'll sew up both of those guys on kind of a Atlanta Braves kind of contract. I don't know if you're going to be able to do that with Pete. It might be too late in the game, but with Alvarez, you absolutely give him the seven-year... Seven $80 million contract right now. Yeah. Just, yeah, that's you, a no-brainer. And and I know Pete's slumping, but he's kind of the heart and soul of that team in my mind. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah, no. Give Pete his money. I just... Do that, that, I think, waits until the offseason. But, yeah, then uh, Alvarez, when I'd be willing to give him a contract right now. 
Okay. Have him locked up. Well, I guess I guess we've uh, we've exhausted our abilities as as junior general managers. Uh, okay, that's about all for me. You got anything else, John? No, that's that's uh, that's about. I didn't even ask. Do you think they'll be? Do you think they'll be buyers, or do you think they're just gonna stay stay pat? I think I think they're gonna do like they did this week. They're gonna shuffle some minor pieces around to strengthen up the bullpen, but that's about it. Okay. That's fair. Cohen said at this point it would be throwing good money after bad. I have to take the man's word for what it, you know, I, unless they win so many games in a row that he just changes his mind. Yeah, I, the card. I think the Cardinals and the the, the Cardinals are going to be a team to watch because I think they could look into getting rid of Goldschmidt and Jordan Hicks, who are two teams that like that's those are two guys that I could see a contending team wanting. Either for a power bat or a closer out of the bullpen. I, I tell you where I could see Goldschmidt going would be to the Marlins. That would be scary. <laughs> then all of a sudden the Marlins aren't just good and pesky; they're a juggernaut. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they lost a heartbreaker to the Philly last night. Yeah, so, but uh, that Philly's Philly's red hot right now, and the Phillies, uh, you know, they get hot, they get cold. They get hot, they get cold. They're gonna cool off again. I don't see I don't see the Phillies starting pitching good enough to take them to the promised land again. Yeah, I mean the, the teams have to out of all the teams that the Mets have to hop over to get that last wild card spot. They're the last ones. It's Giants, the Brewers, and the Phillies. Right. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully those two teams can those three teams cool off. The Giants already are in the process of cooling off. They've lost. They lost seven of their last ten. Yeah. Yep. Well, well that's, uh, let's. Uh, a way better, way better stand. Like I feel like this is uh, the most optimistic I've been about the Mets all year outside of outside of April when we started fourteen and seven. Yeah. Uh, speaking of feeling about the Mets, David Brooks in the New York Times wrote a fantastic article about what it is to be a Mets fan. Listeners, if you get a chance to read that thing, it's online. Uh, fantastic article. It's uh, it really gets really to the is. kernel of it. I mean, it's like uh, you feel like, you know, a little piece of your heart gets torn out every time they find a new and an inventive way to lose a game. Uh, matter of fact, David Brooks even said in the article, it said it's not that they're a bad team; they just are a great team at finding new ways to lose. Yeah. If I could summarize it in one, one in one way, as it was put to me many years ago, being a Mets fan builds character. That it does. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> uh, no, let's get out of here. This is this is Rex the rookie saying thanks for listening, John. Tell him. Have a good night, everybody. All right, thanks, folks. We'll see you soon.